0: Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evanson. Can somebody raise their hand and give me the, the the five parts of a story? Anybody know the five parts of a story? I don't even know who to call on. I saw a bunch of hands. Chloe. Shh, hold on. Shh. Respect. Respect. Chloe. Oh, she didn't quite know it all, and that's not that's not the five parts of the story. That's the parts of the plot. Ah, see, here's my English class coming out real strong right now. I'm taking somebody on this side of the room. Five parts of the story. Anybody? 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 Yes, James. Shh. Respect. Not. Oh well. Who knows the five? Right here. No. That's three, not five. Hold on. Madeline owns this. Shh. Sam again? She's getting really close. Man, what are they teaching in American schools these days? Here it is. Damick? No. Here we go. Here's what? No. Here's what they are, right here. It is setting, characters, plot, conflict, and resolution. And then there's multiple parts of the plot. The multiple parts of the plot are the rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. Got that? It's the same thing. I don't care. I was not good at either. But I know this. So here's what I want to do, guys. You are and have, are part of, you are living, you are walking out a story that is your life. Am I right? You are living in the story that is your life. And it's not just a literary terminology to have a reality in there where there's a setting you were born in on such and such a date and your parents and your siblings and you are the characters and then there's this plot of your life that exists that leads to some level of a conflict am i right anybody ever had conflict oh good right and then we know that in the promises of god there's a resolution am i right to this yes the promises of god there is a resolution to the problems the conflicts that come at us in our lives now listen Nobody really actually enjoys a story with a crappy conflict. Have you ever watched The Wiggles? I mean, come on. You all laugh out loud. You're like, oh, my gosh. But every episode of The Wiggles has a conflict. Like, what's her name? Maisley watches it, not me. I'm just saying she really likes The Wiggles. But here's the deal. I know I hate it. Anyway, okay. I was watching an episode recently as Maisley was watching it, you know. And what's her name? The girl. Does anyone know the girl in the? No, come on, nobody knows the girl in the. Annabelle Annabelle. Tyler knows. Everybody, make note of it. He has a younger sister that watches. It's okay. Whatever her name is, couldn't find her bow. I know. She couldn't find her bow. And it was a whole like section of the whole episode. She's looking for her bow, but the entire time, it's on her head. Yeah, and we're going like, I'm sitting there going like, Oh my gosh, they make money for this, like really. And I think you would all agree, right? If your favorite superhero movie had like the crisis of the entire, the conflict of the entire story of your superhero movie is, oh my gosh, I got a tear in my cape. You probably wouldn't watch it because there's nothing really that compelling about a story that doesn't involve a real fight. Am I right? Like, oh my gosh, get a new cape. Get over it. Am I right on this though? Like you wouldn't be into it at all. If there wasn't a good conflict, and that's the truth of any story. So here's what I want to challenge you to. Especially those of you who have latched into this God thing in a new way recently or at some point in your life where you're just going like, God, I'm in. Wow. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Anyway. Um. (laughs) No idea what's happening. Anyway. I lost where I was. What? Yeah, those of you that are like latched into this God thing and you're going like, man, ever since I signed up for this God thing, I feel like I've been under attack. And I would propose to you, good. I am not here to tell you, oh, good, you signed up for the Jesus Club and now it's going to be fun. You're all going to just walk on daisies all day long. It's going to be like Wiggles World. Like, yay. We're going to sing a happy thong. Like, guess what? If you're experiencing an attack, that means you have an enemy, which means <laughs> you might be doing the right thing. I've heard this statement said before. If you don't meet a demon on the road of life once in a while, you might be going the wrong direction. Oh, snap, right? Some of you that have walked the other way of life and gone like, no, God, I'm out. I don't want that. Or you've just chased the desires of the flesh. You probably didn't feel like you were under attack all the time until you signed up for this God thing. And now it's like, what the heck? This is hard. And I would say your life actually just got good if you just hit conflict because that's the part of the movie, the story... That your heart gets attached to and you get excited and you lean into the movie. Like all that character and setting stuff at the beginning of a movie, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But then the battle scene. Am I right? You're like, you lean in and you're like, come on, cut his head off. Like, right? I mean, come on. I mean, not the girls. They're like, they're like, no, this is the part when he comes and sleeps off her feet. That's like the high point. Of, anyway. Chick flicks, I don't get it. I'm glad you do, kind of. But here's the deal. Three things that I want to do, or three things I want to challenge you to, okay? If you're into this God thing, expect a battle. The second thing that I want to tell you is prepare for the conflict. And the third one is choose to fight. Choose to fight. Don't lay down and die. But I have two video clips we're going to show tonight. Is that okay? Can we watch video clips? And we're talking about fighting and warfare, so if you're sensitive, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, so this one is preparing for the battle. This is a movie most of you have never seen because you weren't born when it was made, but it's epic. So, Amelia, go for it. Make it loud. Here we go. This is one of the best soundtracks of all time, too. Just saying. Yes. Anyway, good movie clip. I love it. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. If your parents will let you watch it, it's awesome. All right. Um, it's got some really gruesome part. The opening scene. Some guy gets his hand cut off, and he's "Ah." anyway. Okay. Sorry, I just ruined it. Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, listen, guys, if you're gonna go to war, you've got to be prepared. These guys, if you don't, if like you probably haven't seen the movie. In the movie, they know that. There's a war coming. They know that there's a battle coming. They live out in the woods, and they're all kind of just normal, simple people with no, like, they just live, and they're doing life, and they're just, and all of a sudden, then they find out that the sheriff of Nottingham and all his troops are coming to take over their woods, you know, Sherwood Forest. It's all Robin Hood stuff, okay? And so they set their minds out to go, you know what? We're going to hold our ground. We're going to fight. We're going to stand against this thing. We're not just going to lay down and die. And so they train and they teach them. And Kevin Costner, you know, Robin Hood is teaching them how to fight and do all this stuff. And you see them advancing. So look, I want to challenge you. Be prepared to actually prepare. If you're going to have a conflict, if you're going to have a fight come at you, you can just be like, well, I wonder what's going to happen when they come attack us. Or set your heart and set your mind to actually prepare yourself for it. The next thing I want to say, next video clip, you got that, Amelia? This is, a, this is a scene, hopefully you know this movie, oh my gosh. Um, but it's really good. I know, right? Okay, now listen, disclaimer, there's a Scottish curse word in here, but it's not English, so it's okay. And there's subtitles, so you have to read it. Okay, but plug your ears if you're worried. Okay? Plug your ears and close your eyes at that part. Okay? Go for it, Amelia. Choose to fight, that's what we're talking about here. 拉拉拉 Come on. All right. What? Now, let's watch. Uh, no, don't. What? Are you kidding me? That looks boring. Now, listen, guys. He comes onto the scene in this movie, and there's this t- this scared army full of guys that are like, we just want to go home and live. We don't even want to fight. We don't care. And William Wallace looks at these guys, and he goes, I see a bunch of free men with an opportunity to fight a battle and stay free and even die trying, be willing to die trying. But how lame would it be to walk away from that fight and live the rest of your life in captivity wondering if you could have stood and fight, Fought. fought, fought. Say it that way, proper. There you go. I said it wasn't my best, okay? But guys, look, at this is the call of your life, right? Like your call as believers in God is to stand and fight, against an enemy that you know you're going to beat. And I would say for you to walk through your life and live it out and never face conflict would be like Adam and Eve bragging about how good they are with only one tree to eat from in the garden. Do you know what I mean? Like, what if Adam and Eve only had one tree? The, The good tree that they, like, if there was no choice, if there was no battle, if there was no wrestle, no struggle... What glory would it have been? Like, ooh, look how obedient we have been. But I think we all love a good story because it requires an effort. It requires a sacrifice. It requires laying something down to fight a battle that's worth way more than the immediate circumstance that we're looking at. And I do. I totally believe with all my heart. Every day that you walk as a believer in God, with your faith in God, you will be attacked. I don't want to like, Soften it all up, and i want to be like, oh, yeah, you're totally good. You're totally safe. It's just going to be cushy. Any of us that have lived in a relationship with God for a long time, we're like, you know, totally. <laughs> been there. Like, I'm attacked every day. Been saved for like 32 years or whatever. Crazy. Long time. Twice most of your lives. And there's never been a day that I haven't been under attack. And I look at that, and I just go like, that's my story. That's the the conflict that I approach every day and I go like, ha, I know the end of the movie. I know the resolution. So I stand and I fight through it and I take victory and every victory becomes easier. William Wallace probably didn't start out at eight years old leading armies. But every small victory he took, everything he fought, every time he won – Built him to a greater, stronger warrior, and every little battle seems like, oh, please, give me a break. And then new big battles come, and you stand, and you're like, I know I can fight. We got evidence of this through the whole Bible. You got David, you know, little shepherd David, lived his life out guarding sheep all the time. And, you know, a bear came once and tried to take his sheep, so he grabbed the bear and ripped its jaw apart. Clubbed it in the head with his fist and knocked it out like, yeah, yeah. He also played the harp. <laughs> I know, like talk about a Renaissance dude. Like, this is David. He's like, Yeah, that lion came and I tore his head up, I, I tore his head apart. He said that. And when he walked up to Goliath, this is a guy who in the fields by himself took out a lion and a bear, and I'm sure he started with like rabbits, and coyotes, you know, like That slingshot thing, whack, I can take out a rabbit from 80 yards with a slingshot, you know. And then he moved on to greater battles. Yeah, a lion and a bear came. And by that point, he had been so practiced and so skilled in his art of warfare against things that came at him that he's like, yeah, I'll just rip that lion in half. And he did with his bare hands. That's pretty awesome. How many of you want to do that? Yeah, rip a lion or a bear, just grab it by the jaws or, like, split its head. Come on, like, that's David. And then, so he walks up to a nine-foot giant with his sling, and he's like, I've been here before. That one's a little bigger, but how about we just stay at a distance this time? Whack! And he went into it knowing he was going to win. he went into it and told Saul, he's like, oh, I got the power of the God Almighty in my corner. What do I have to fear? In prayer beforehand, we were doing pre-service prayer. I got that like, the Lord's prayer stirred up in me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This was David that wrote this. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Oh, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There's this thing about God and the tools he's given us and equipped us with to fight. If we so choose to take up the tools that he gives us. But I think Here's what happens is we get stuck fighting the battles of the flesh all the time as Christians, and we think we're doing really good. But it tells us in Ephesians, right, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers and authorities of darkness in this world. And guess what? If your battle isn't against flesh and blood and all you're doing is fighting with people, you're probably not actually losing even if you think you're winning. To bring this down on another level, if you live your life playing video games and you're really good at it and you win all the time, you think, man, I'm victorious. I'm strong. But in your heart, you're losing battles in the spirit every single day because the pornography still draws you in and the gossip draws you in and the, this thing draws you in and the anger at your parents or this or that or dr- still draws you in. But you just go play one more video game. I'm a winner. I'm winning. I'm taking on victories. And br- the enemy is thrilled to see you twiddling your thumbs and claiming victory while your heart's being destroyed from the inside out. How about your image? You start. You like, you. like worry about how you look, how you dress, you work out extra, you eat just right, you get your hair done right, you buy the right clothes, do all this, and people really like you and say how nice you look and how beautiful you are and how this, and wow, look at the six-pack, look at the muscles, you build all this stuff in the flesh, and all the while, Your heart's going like, yeah, look at me. I'm winning. Victory, victory, victory. Because you put your battle, you're putting all your effort into the battles of the flesh and blood. When you know full well that God says your battle isn't against flesh and blood, but all you're doing is fighting flesh and blood battles. And your spirit's dying every single day. But something in you is convincing yourself that you're still winning. Right? This is like, you can be an athlete. Win every game. Be top of the deal. Your heart can still be dying inside because you've chosen to fight all the battles in the flesh. Now, look, video games are not bad in themselves. Taking care of yourself and looking nice isn't bad in itself. Winning sports and games and activities, like, praise God, do it. If you're an artist, if you're a singer, like, do it. But don't let it puff up your mind to think that you're so victorious in the battles that matter and all the while, you know inside you're just letting yourself die because you've chosen all your battles in the wrong places. It's great to play a video game. For guys, it's like this deity complex. We feel super in control of the world. And No, I'm dead serious. It's a psychological reality, yeah. But guess what? If that's the only place you're powerful, you're dying. If that's the only place you have any power, if you're not in the in a place where you can get in God's word and find power and authority and pray and worship and see demons go and see darkness flee? Way to go. You got a video game badge. I mean, seriously. You think about the apps that you can take over your life. Again, they're not all bad. I'm not saying, like, you should just throw away your electronic devices and just get a Bible. Like, Unless you need to. Unless you need to. Unless what battles in the flesh you think you're taking and winning, and, oh, look at me, I'm so powerful, and I'm conquering all the digital things everywhere that don't really exist. Like, really, they don't exist. But you're all puffed up about how great you are at Call of Duty, and I can snipe some guy across the map without him even knowing I'm there. Good for you. But your spirit inside is getting trashed by the enemy going, he's so distracted. It says in 2 Timothy 2 somewhere, it says, soldiers don't get involved in civilian affairs. They don't get sidetracked. If you're a soldier on the battlefield and you're going over going like, oh, that lady needs help across the street. (laughs) I'm sorry, like, there's times you pick your battles for the moment because you're going to get picked off in the battle if you get caught playing games. There totally are in war zones, especially in the Middle East. Like, I'm serious. That's all she's worried about. She's like, wait, there's a problem here. Somebody help her. She needs to get her groceries home. I'm just, sorry, it was a bad example, Yanya. I just took her off the... Do you get what I'm saying, though? If you obsess your entire life and spend an hour and a half getting ready in the morning so you can look nice for everybody and somehow you feel accomplished, but you haven't opened the Word of God or opened your mouth or your heart to worship and praise Him for who He is, and you wonder why you're conflicted inside and you feel depressed... You're winning all kinds of good battles in the flesh, but guess what? Our battle isn't against flesh and blood. Ever. If your parents and uh, your home life's all screwed up, it's not your parents that are the problem, it's the devil. It's the demonic principalities and the powers. It's like if your home life's a wreck, they're not the enemy. But we turn all our force and attention on uh, judging what's going on around us and the people who have hurt us, and we give all this attention to fighting wars in the flesh, and the enemy sits back going, They don't even know how to fight, they're idiots. Oh, I know, he's not nice. It's the kind of stuff he says about you all the time behind your back. I hope it's not true. I'm serious. If your life is built on fighting and winning and things that don't really matter, if you're pumping iron and your muscles are bulging in every possible way and you look gorgeous in the mirror and you just like could selfie yourself every day and just be like so proud of this, these, this body you've developed and you're subjecting your heart to porn every day at the same time, guess what? You're losing. Like, no doubt, I'm serious. You can feel real strong, buff, and bold, and the enemy goes, yeah, I'll keep them right there thinking they're winning. Well, he tears your heart out of your chest every day, robs your innocence, and you're losing the battle in the spirit that's actually the only real battle that there actually is. Again, play video games. Whatever. It's not going to kill you to play video games unless all you're doing is playing video games and obsessing about how you look and shopping your brains out to have just the right jeans and just the right hairstyle. Oh, my gosh, and if people accept me, I'll be so good. Guess what? The whole world can accept you and you lose your soul and you won't be happy. I'm just, you know this. How many of you have felt this? Dying inside and knowing, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I have this together, this together. I thought I was going all after the right path, and nope. I dated some girls and thought, man, I've got this good. She's beautiful, and everybody thinks I'm awesome because I'm dating this really cool girl in you know, high school and this and that. And, like, my heart was not right. And the enemy was happy to have me in prou- pride zone. Oh, yeah, you're such a stud. I never really was, but it made me feel like it to have a girlfriend that was gorgeous, right? Yeah, because I I decided the battle was in the flesh. And that's where I set my sights and set my attention. And nothing more mattered to me because I felt like a man. But was my heart after God? No. And I felt the conflict in my heart every single day. But I'd convinced myself, but it's so good. This is so good. Till you know, till things became clear, and that didn't work out. Just like, I just want you to catch this reality that. What did I write down on here? Yep, I said all that. What? Get it off my. I just want you to understand that your world, your life is an incredible story with an incredible conflict and I want you to look at every day where you face conflict and go bring it on. Because I've got the God of all heaven and all creation inside me. That David mentality that looks like Goliath and goes like yeah you come at me with a sword and a spear but I come at you in the name of the Lord most high. And just just I know, did you like that, right? Right? Dust flies, right? And just to add insult to injury, he walks over, grabs Goliath's giant sword, and he's not a big guy, but he's probably strong, I don't know. Grabs his big old, like, sword off this nine-foot guy and, like, took his head off, carried it back to Saul. told you. I mean, come on. Like, this is, and look at me. Old Testament stories, you're like, yeah, well, Ben, that was a battle in the flesh, and he totally was a Superman, right? Catch something here. In the Old Testament, the wars against the Philistines were spiritual battles because the Spirit of God was not within the people outside of Israel. That was God's chosen people, and David was part of the people of God, and the Philistines represented sin as a prophetic picture for us today of what sin looks like, represents, and our mandate to cut its head off. To actually cut the head off of the sinful giants in our culture. That's not human beings. That's not people. Because Jesus came and he made a way for all people to be united with the God of all eternity. So yes, as you pursue God, as you go to an encounter, come like look forward to an encounter night on Friday night. We're just gonna go meet with God. Guess what? Something's gonna try to stop you from getting there. Something's going to try to stop you from entering in. Something's going to try to keep you from inviting anybody. Something's go. I guarantee it. You're at war. Nobody walks through a battlefield going like, "I'm just gonna go over here, guys." Just you know, like. No, there's a battle and there's an enemy and they're after you. And you're going to be attacked and I don't want that to scare you. I want that to embolden you. Like like William Wallace said, I see a bunch of free men. I see a bunch of free men and women in this room. The Spirit of God is upon you. And He set you free from the bondage of sin. But guess what? You can run and live your life Or you can stand and fight and never let the enemy have your freedom. You can. And God promised he's with you. And he'll never give you more than you can handle. So if you feel like you're buried and it's like this, Ben, you don't understand my life and you don't understand what I'm going through, I probably don't. But God absolutely does and he knows exactly what's required for you to make it through and come out victorious at the end because there's a resolution at the end of the plot there is every single time and that resolution moment there's the climax moment it's like looks like it's not gonna happen it looks like they're overwhelmed right that's that moment when you choose and you say no i'm gonna die here and you quit or the moment that you say no i have the power of god it's the white horse it's what's his name gandalf showing up at the last moment Right, Gandalf the Grey comes down on a shining horse and changes the whole battle scene because that's the kind of God that you have. But he gives you the opportunity to step into the battle, choose if you're going to fight, and then guess what? It's not up to you once you choose. It's not up to you to grit it out and just survive and make it through. It's a matter of, no, God, I'm going to fight. I'm going to stand. I'm going to believe. And he goes, that's all I needed. And he wipes them out. But he'll take you to the cusp of that decision. He will take you to the climax of your life, to that pinnacle moment where it feels hopeless, and he'll say, I'm the God of hope. I'm the God who's faithful. So when you feel that climax coming and you're like, I'm at the end. I can't do it. I can't handle it. My parents are going to make me crazy. My situation sucks so bad, and this is not fair, and I see all the people around me that have all this, and I don't have that, and we're not even going to have a Christmas this year. And everybody's got it, talking about all the game systems they're getting. Blah, 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 like you get to this like I'm done and this sucks. But God, I know you're there. And he says, that's right. That's the place. It's not that you just fight and grit and win. A it's like you just say, God, you're there. I know, you can, I know you're with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The valley of the shadow of death. You notice it's not the valley of death. David was taken through the valley of the shadow of death. He saw death creep over him. But I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your battle is not alone. You are not going to die out there unless you quit. And I'm talking spirit. Your spirit can give up. Your will can keep you in the game and in the fight and in the battle so you actually know that God is there. Because he will come through, but he's going to stretch you. All you workout people that go crazy, I've done some Spartan races, but I'm not as hardcore as some of these people. What good is your workout if you don't go the limit? Right? Right? You, if, you're don't, if you don't push harder than you did yesterday, you're not going to get stronger. You won't. It's just kind of like, yeah, yesterday I, put, I benched like 350. Today I'm going to do 10 pounds. It's like that doesn't benefit you. You've got to take it to another level to gain muscle. And God wants you strong for the battle. He wants to build your spiritual muscle, your spiritual faith, because if you want to take on... What God has in store for your generation, you're going to need some spiritual faith muscles. So when your Christmas isn't going to look like you hope it is and you stand in that battle, you take a victory in something 15 years from now, you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, that was such a little thing. But right now it's big. I'm not saying that your battles are puny and weak and pathetic right now, but guess what? If you come through this one, you'll look back at it and laugh. You will. You'll look back and go, my gosh, I remember my life almost fell apart the first time I got a speeding ticket. Okay? And I haven't got a lot since, okay? It's been like like 10 years since I've been pulled over, literally, okay? But, which might be a miracle. But I remember 16 years old, I got my first speeding ticket and I thought my life was over because it was two weeks before the big youth water ski trip that we did every year with our youth group and we'd go to this huge lake and we'd water ski for four days. It was like amazing because I don't, there's no good lakes around here and I don't have a boat. Anyway, I want to do that. But listen, it was two weeks before that trip and I remember going to my youth pastor. I was like, my life is over. My parents aren't going to let me go to the beach trip, the water ski trip. And I was like, this is like the worst day of my entire life. I got to go to the trip. It was like, but that was like, I remember at 16, year olds, my whole, 16 years old, my life was over. And I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh. But in the moment, it was real. I did get to go. It was great. So my parents were gracious. I did. I, I said that already. But listen, your battles are real. I am not downplaying the things that you're fighting. I'm actually telling you that your battles are supposed to be hard because they're supposed to stretch you to a limit you've never gone before so that next time you're stronger, you're more flexible, and you can go there in faith and go like, last time, God, you did it. I know you're here this time. And each time you go, and you just come into every circumstance in greater faith than you did before. But what a stupid, boring life if you never get stretched and never get expanded and never have the ability because I think David would have been terrified to stand before Goliath if he hadn't taken the battles along the way and protected his sheep. He, like, he would have been like all the other Israelite soldiers. Like they were soldiers and they're like, we ain't going against him, he's here, These guys." David's like, I got a bear and a lion in my back pocket. Come on, this guy's a little bigger. But his faith was up there because he had already walked out the battles along the way. And he had taken victory in him. Does this make sense? Yes, kind of? A little bit? Stand up for me. Come on. Oh. So listen. How many of you are planning to come Friday night? There you go. I'm serious. Expect resistance. I'm not trying to scare you. Expect resistance resistance to your heart's cry to do that. And I'm not saying Friday night is the pinnacle of your entire life. You should definitely like, but I'm just saying, anytime you set your eyes on the the God of heaven and say, I want more, the enemy says, no, 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 no. I don't want you to have more. One of your friends is going to call you up and be like, hey, let's play online. 6.45 on Friday night. You'll be like, oh, gosh. And be like, look, We'll play another day, man, because my battle is not against flesh and blood. I love the video game. That's totally cool, okay? I love going shopping. I want to get my hair done, get my mani-pedi, whatever it is you girls do. I don't like them. I'm afraid to go get a mani-pedi because I think I'd get judged. It's scary. Anyway, oh, no, I think it's they, – they might pass out. Anyway, but hear me, guys. You decide. You get to stand in the battles that are coming at you. And it's what makes a great story of your life. You can, run, you can live a Wiggles life. I don't know where my bow is. Oh my gosh. Look at all my friends to help me find it. Or you can prepare for battle that's for real. That's a matter of life and death in your spirit and those around you will prosper in that place. So I'm just going to pray for you. Bless you. Tonight, we're going to come back Friday. Come hungry. I'm serious. Look at me. Get in the Word of God the next two days. I want you all come coming prophetically loaded to deliver what God's speaking to your heart. But don't come and go like, oh, God, speak to me. He wants to speak to you tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday night. Come ready to deliver what God has been speaking to you. Don't come expecting to just get. Come full and come hungry for more. Because God wants to speak. He wants to move in your life. But I challenge you, don't, like, put it on pause till Friday night and then come back for a God touch. Come on. That's silly battle. Fight the war for the next three days and come with victory stories. Victory stories. My heart's clean because I haven't looked at porn. I'm dead serious. For some of you, that's a real massive victory. Three, four days without doing it. Come on, come Friday, clean. There's no judgment. Look, right now, bam, I'm done. Make a call, make a decision. For some of you, stop obsessing about your body. Don't look in the mirror till Friday night. You'll live. Oh, yeah, I know. You're like, no, man, I'm going to die. Get over it. I'm so serious. Take care of yourself. Please shower. But please shower. Hear me. But what if what if you took an obsession of the flesh and flipped it for an obsession with God for the next 3 days, what might happen? Call any of them, any of them. Drop the remote for an hour and get your Bible out. Grab a podcast from somewhere, I don't care. Put worship music on. Like God honoring worship music. And it does things in the spirit. Oh, that's a whole other teaching. I won't go there. God, I thank you so much. God, I thank you for these students. God, I thank you for the battles. I thank you for the resistance. I thank you for all that you have allowed around us, God. And I thank you that you're never apart from us and that you will never allow us to be confronted more than what we can stand up under and agree with you. So, God, I pray victory in the spirit for every one of these students, God. Powerful victory to happen. God, that the battles of the flesh would become secondary, God. But victories in the spirit, God. Cleanliness of heart. Tracking with you, hearing your voice because the clutter gets pushed away and we're not so distracted, God. Purify our hearts, God, that we would win spiritual victories against principalities. Broad ways of thinking that are totally corrupt to the ways of you, God. Purge our hearts of all the crap that's been inserted. And bless these young lives, God, that they would walk in victory tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday, all day, Saturday. God, every day of their lives they'd walk in victory, not without battles, but because of the battles that they have to stand in and get to win. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This podcast was recorded live at our Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.